1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Mark Harlan's going to join us, the athletic director of the University of Utah, here in just a moment. All on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.dent to learn how you can save 30 to 50% off you on your commercial property's water costs. Or you can call 877-346-3333. Well, our next guest has sure had a good year, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's had a good year. And uh, not only did he make an amazing hire in men's college basketball, but his football team just put together an amazing season. Utes are on their way to the Rose Bowl and help break it down. The athletic director of the University of Utah, Mark Harlan, kind enough to carve out a few moments for us. Mark, how are you? Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Great to uh, get caught up with you both. Yeah, no, we're excited to chat with you. And uh, obviously, this is a fun time. Uh, look, they don't call it the granddaddy of them all for nothing. To be able to have your team in the Rose Bowl playing a blue blood like Ohio State, I mean, frankly, you got to pinch yourself. It doesn't get much better than this. Yeah, there is surreal moments when you uh, stop and think about everything. And we all haven't had a lot of time to stop and think. We're just all just moving forward and, and just enjoying all this but everything goes to the guys and coach Whittingham and that staff and just how they just continued to to just gain momentum throughout the season and overcome tragedy and, and uh just stay together and uh to to see them celebrate uh now over a week ago in Vegas was something I, I certainly will never forget Mark there's a thousand things that we've got to get to but I really do want to start with this number 22 um the retirement of the jersey the commemoration, flying your team out to both of those services, everything that you've done has been incredible uh, as far as remembering those young men and what you've done. What's that? How many people are involved in the process of making some of those decisions and movements, Mark? Because it really has been impressive what you guys have done in commemoration. Well, you know, um, the the – the, the items that you've seen and, and the moves that were made all came from, you know, particularly the football leadership council, the great young men that represent each class in the football program uh, worked very closely to come up with different concepts that they wanted to do. And those were then spoken to, to the families um, and, you know, out emerged what, what you've seen. So it's been a very collaborative, thoughtful, um, and most importantly, very authentic um, gesture to honor these two incredibly young men at the same time, making sure that the families were comfortable with, you know, with, with, with what everything was going, was going on. And certainly when we flew the team out, uh, last January, almost a year ago now, uh, for Ty's funeral, um, you know, it was noted by me and many others that that was a real important thing that had to happen. Those young men needed to say goodbye to their teammate and friend. And of course with Ty, we were all separated. We, we were, we were away for the holidays as a team. And so it, it certainly was noted by me and Witt and others that, that when the tragedy once again uh, befelt, you know, came to our program, there was no question that we, we just needed to be as one and, and fly once again out to Dallas and, and celebrate Aaron's life. And, you know, prior to that, we had Donna, Aaron's incredible mom, come to campus the Tuesday after the tragedy. And, and we spent a lot of time with her but the moment of her being in front of the team, which was a very private moment between her and the team and and uh, her encouraging the guys to just go out and play for, for both her son and, and for Ty has, has certainly been a huge lift 
for them because they needed to know it was okay. And, and, and I think that was really important. So just really everything that's, you know, has happened has been, been genuine and from everyone's hearts. But uh, most importantly, it, all of the concepts have come from the young men in our program. With the recent news and, and coaches leaving and, and leaving really good programs like Oklahoma and Oregon and, and Notre Dame, uh, you when you came in as athletic director at the University of Utah, and, and you're going to want to adjust and, and alter uh, a, a department to kind of fit your needs and what you needed to do, but one thing that you were very quick to do and, and have done a couple times is, is extend Coach Whittingham and alter those contracts to make sure that – uh, that that he's compensated fair market value for where he's at right now. Um, I I I don't think just because we've seen Kyle Whittingham here since 2005, I think people just kind of know and understand and just kind of it's like rinse and repeat with Kyle every year. But you came in and realized how unique this is and how special it is to have a coach that is as committed to this university and this community as Kyle Whittingham is and rewarded him as such. Just how unique is this kind of relationship between a coach and a program that you have here at the University of Utah? Yeah, it's incredibly unique and incredibly awesome, right? I mean, I've I've said before that that you know there's a lot of things to be excited about when when I came into the program in the summer of '18, and and one of the things I was most excited about was having a chance to to spend time with Wit and, and get to work with him as a partner because from from afar, you know, you knew what was going on here. My time in the in the league. And certainly elsewhere, that uh, what was happening at Utah was just special. So we had some some real early meetings um, that took a lot of time and prioritizing the most important things. And not only from you know it being the most important thing is people, right? Making sure we retain uh, and recruit the very best people, but also you know from a facility standpoint and from all the things that you need to 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 get a team to Pasadena and and even beyond. And so. You know, for example, out of those conversations was we need to get over 50,000 in the stadium. We need more premium seating and we need way better workspace for the students as they get ready for the football game and rice cycles. And so we were able to accomplish that. Um, and of course, we opened that this year. But there's always other things. And he and I always, you know, have conversations about what, what it takes. You know, every dollar needs to be invested wisely. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, my mentor's Dick Tomey, the great Arizona coach. I was on his staff when I was beginning my career as a recruiting coordinator. So I have a sense of, of what football needs. I also understand that if football succeeds, what it can do for the rest of the program. I mean, it, it's not just a, a statement. That's reality. If football is succeeding, it allows the other sports to grow and flourish too. So that's our philosophy here. And, and Whit and I are always communicating about different things that we need and we'll always continue to, to do so. It's an amazing job keeping a your even keeping the coaches' names out of a lot of these recruiting searches and and seeing them at the top of the list. It's been incredible to watch that with the University of Utah. I, I'm curious, what is some of your general philosophy in extending coaches? How do you make that decision? When do you make that decision to extend an offer or an extension to a coach? Well, I think each each thing is is a little bit unique. You know, you have to look at uh, the program where it's at, what it's trying to do, where where is it in its own own uh, you know, process of of climbing the ladder, so to speak. We want to be championship program in all our sports in this league and, and elsewhere. And when we identify someone that we believe can can do that, that's the kind of person we're going to invest in. So each each one of them is a case by case uh, situation, and um, you know. Sometimes outside market forces come into that, but most of the times in my career, 
it's not been a bit been about that. It's been about we want this person here. They he or she stands for everything that that we believe in here at the University of Utah. We want to make sure that we uh, we keep them here, and that's really the philosophy that that guides those decisions when I have to make them. Mark Harlan, athletic director at the uh, University of Utah, joining us here on the Zone Sports Network. Mark, when you're um, uh, when you see the news on the college football playoff expansion, I think we all anticipate it's going to expand. It's just a matter of when and and how it's going to look like. Where do you stand on this, and and where is your sense of urgency on trying to get this done? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of of expansion, and certainly our commissioner has said the same thing. And, and we're locked up there. There's a few devil in the details, as as we all know now, that uh, still need to be worked out. And you know, I think two of the ones that really rise to the top or one is just the, what do you do with the conference champions? And my stance on that, just like it is in every other sport that we have postseason, if you're, you know, if you win your conference, that should automatically qualify you for, for a national championship. So that's where I believe uh, it should be. The other, the other piece of course, is just the navigation of the current TV deal with the CFP. And, you know, is it best to wait to open market, uh, for that, or or do you start now? But at the end of the day, it's going to expand. I mean, we all want it to happen yesterday. We we get that. But at the same token, uh, conversations are progressing. I was just with the commissioner last week, along with some other commissioners, and it seems like things are are better than they were, let's say, three or four weeks ago. But it'll happen, just a matter of when. Mark, I'm curious what the difference in, in financial impact a Rose Bowl is as compared to maybe some of these base bowls like an Armed Forces or an Alamo Bowl. How, how different is that financial impact for a university when their football team does make it to to that height? Well, if you look at within the Pac-12, certainly the the Rose Bowl contract, which is is you know the largest contract that we have outside of our television agreements, those revenues are spread pretty equally amongst the the twelve schools. You know, that helps us get to that mid-30 payout that uh, we all get in the Pac-12 uh, conference. I think when you talk about the, the Rose Bowl, for example, our ticket lot and all those things, those are tickets that we purchase, and then we turn and sell them to our Crimson Club members. But here's, here's what I know to be true, and certainly talking to other schools that have gone through this process, the revenue really comes in in sources that are a little bit difficult to track, things like, additional uh, enrollment numbers or application numbers or brand value as it relates to, you know, um, souvenirs and those type of things. It's not extra millions flowing into the athletic department in that way, but it's broader a, a lift to the entire university. And that, that makes it such a special, special thing. I mean, on, on January one, there'll be more people focused in on the brand of Utah, you know, maybe outside of the final four, years ago um, on that day. And there's just, it's hard to put a value number on that, but we know things like our renewal uh, numbers will be great um, in football and, and those other things. And perhaps other opportunities come your way in scheduling down the line. So we know there's a lot of that going on, but uh, we're just most excited about all the energy surrounding the university of Utah. I mean, I think guys, when this thing is said and done, we may have 60,000 plus, fans based on some of the data i was looking at this morning uh, between our allotment and out there we we, we just we're gonna we're gonna just be unbelievable in our representation of the game and that's just so exciting well i mean i you go back to uh that pac-12 championship game and when you're standing on that field and you're looking up in a nfl stadium and it's majority red i mean I, that, that's got to be uh it's got to be a really uh, satisfying feeling as an athletic director 
Well, it is. And, and I was telling the story the other day that just in the pregame, uh, walking over uh, the bridge uh, that goes over I-15, I mean, that's when I realized. I mean, you could sense there was a lot of Utah fans around in the, in the afternoon as everyone was gathering. But it wasn't until you really walked over that bridge and saw just a just sea of red, as you say, just walking through the bridge, heading into the to the stadium. And then, of course, when the team came out for warm-ups and as we got closer to kickoff, it became really clear that not only do we have all our allotment, but well outside there and even across the field behind Oregon, we had so many Utah fans. So uh, we expect that to even be uh, even more amazing come January 1st. And that Pac-12 championship game is another big source of revenue for the university, correct? Yes, that's another example of, of just a pooled revenue um, as part of the overall television deal. So, so again, it's kind of shared. We certainly get our, our expenses and those kind of things, but that's a shared uh, value for, for the 12 teams. Mark Harlan, Athletic Director of the University of Utah, joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I remember, and I know Urban didn't come up with it, but when he was the head coach at the University of Utah, he had a quote where football's the front porch of every university. Uh, you could also throw in men's basketball as well, and we'd be remiss. And I, I'll admit I'm a little biased. I, I call Utah State games, so I was around sure. Craig for three years and, and a huge fan of him as a person and his family and thought you knocked it out of the park with that hire. Give us your initial thoughts on, uh, on on the early start of the season for basketball. Well, as you guys know, Craig has no personality, right? None. I mean, if, if, <laughs> None if, whatsoever. If, 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 you're in a, if you're in a bad mood, you go see him, and, and, and he'll flip that thing right around. I just I love his energy. I love his positivity. I love his outlook on not only coaching young men, but program building, but just general philosophies of just approaching life with, with everything you have. And Darcy and the family, just everybody is just, just great, as, as you say. And and then as it relates to building the team and, and this crazy transient world of college basketball that we're all a part of, you know, building that team together and then having them come together so quick. You know, I feel terrible for them and, and the team for all the injuries. I've, I've been around basketball for many, many years. I've never seen as many injuries this early in the season. But we're seemingly are starting to get our guys back. We have a few more that uh, need a little bit more time. So it was good to see couple of those guys look back to form on Saturday when we took care of Manhattan so easily. But uh, been impressed with everything he's done, his leadership, and uh, really, really happy that he's here. I'm interested to get your thoughts also on the change of Pac-12 commissioner. Uh, what type of relationship do you have with the commissioner, and what have, what have been some of your first thoughts of George Klyovkov? First of all, nice job on the pronunciation. You nailed Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank that, you. That, Appreciate that you it. may be the first media uh, personality that's nailed it. Um, Commissioner K is just awesome. I mean, I, I really mean that. He's just been really transparent, um, really thoughtful, and really takes um, – it's not, not just a check-in-the-box thing. He actually really calls, and he wants to know your opinion on things. And you know, particularly, I mean, the guy got here on July 1st. I mean, think about all the things just in, in, our, in our industry – since July 1st. I mean, that was the first day of NIL. And, and then we had the Texas-Oklahoma thing go down. I mean, all of these things right when he arrives. And so he's really had to lean on the, on us, the practitioners, to, to learn. And he admits what he doesn't know, but he's such a fast learner. He's so intelligent. So I've been really pleased. You know, we meet every week um, on Zoom, all the ADs and he and his senior staff. We talk about all the things that are going on and all the things we need to do and be focused on. And you know, just really appreciate uh, what he's going to do. And, and, and we know, you know, what an area that he really has a lot of background in is, is the creative distribution of television. And, 
And, you know, what are we, three years away now from, from that new dynamic? And that's going to be a critical, critical piece for, for all of us to move forward. And we know that with his expertise and all the work he did, you know, at Hulu and other places, he'll be great to, to be leading uh, in that in those efforts. But he's been great. I mean, he's been flying all over the place. I mean, I noticed he went out to the Washington Men's Soccer Championship uh, yesterday. He was out here for the Oregon game, and then he was, of course, at the Pac-12 Championship game. He's just kind of everywhere, and uh, it's been great to have him on board. You can be as specific or not specific as you'd like on this answer, but financially, uh, it was you know it was uncharted territory in 2020 with what every university and every athletic department had to deal with with COVID. Do you feel like uh, you've been able to weather that storm as good as you possibly could uh, coming out of that? Yeah, I, I really do. You know, I, I, I can tell you our number was right around $33 million in lost um, revenue last year. That's uh, encompassing, obviously, ticket sales um, and, uh, most importantly, the decrease in the television rights with, with all the lost football games. But what's great about this university um, and why I'm so fortunate to be here is when that happens, it's not, okay, athletics, go go figure it out. You guys, you know, that's your deal. That's that's furthest from the case. What it's been here is a collaborative effort with, with leaders who understand the importance of the athletic department in, in this space. And so we've worked together to manage that debt um, with, the, with the agreement that it's not going to hold us back from doing all the things we need to do to continue to push forward and and be great so very excited about where we at we know we have to deal with that and we will we're working with our university partners but uh all systems are are go and uh we're looking forward to moving forward well i thought things must be okay because i saw the announcement of the Dunkey gymnastics center expansion and and what three or four million dollars that you're going to put into to rebuilding that and making it a better facility for your gymnasts yeah, the best deserve the best, right? I mean, that's an incredible program. We have three Olympians in there right now, and, and uh, they just, just missed the Natty last year. We have some incredible donors uh, that are around that program, and they all rallied, and uh, we're going to do a, a great renovation to really celebrate the, the history of the Red Rocks and also have the very best facility in the country for them to, to train. That was kind of a funny one, a little inside story here. So last week I'm on this panel. And it's uh, it's it's discussing just the advancement of women's sports and in uh, since the Title IX era. And on the panel with me is the UCLA gymnastics coach Chris. He's a great great dude. Anyway, we're coming off the stage, and I showed him that press release, and he looked at me. He's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> so it's always about recruiting, and it's always about making sure you have the very very best. But we we're excited about that that uh, announcement last week. We know you're busy. You don't have a lot of time, and so we don't get you very often. So we, I apologize for kind of a shotgun approach uh, with a lot of different questions coming from different areas. But but would you anticipate in the near future a scheduling arrangement where you'll get an ACC team and you'll get a Big Ten team uh, on a rotational basis, uh, something set up with those conferences that you have the you, you know the Pac-12 has that alliance with? Yeah. No, I appreciate. No, it's no problem. It's good to talk to you guys. No, I I I um. Yeah, I really do. I mean, obviously, when the alliance was announced, the the headline was the scheduling and the dynamics that could bring. There's also been a lot of really, really good, what I would say, Monday through Friday, behind the scenes work, collaboration with with uh, those departments, including our student athletes, starting to work together on some key issues of the three conferences and and all those kind of things. So it's actually been been really, really good as far as the scheduling. Yeah, I really do. I mean, we. Uh, 
there's no rule that we have to schedule within the alliance, nor nor should the, should there be. But if we have open dates, that makes sense. We try to try to get that done. I think we've got an open date in 25 that, that we need to have a Power 5 type school, and so that's one that would be great to have an alliance uh, game. I think we're going to see a little bit more action on that in basketballs in the coming years because, mm-hmm. you know, as you guys know, those are scheduled a little bit more uh, in advance. But I will say this. If, if the Big Ten decides they're going to roll back to, to eight conference games, which is something we're, we're seriously contemplating in our league, then you'd have – you know, a great pool of games to really work with. And George was public last week in his comments about if that happens, then let's just wait and schedule those at the end of the season and then put them in for the very next season, right? Yeah. I mean, that makes that makes great sense. And we learned from COVID uh, how you can, you know, you can change some games around if you need to. So that would be really cool. The question is, can both conferences get that done this year? If that happens, I really do think we could see some great Big Ten and, uh, you know, Pac-12 matchups, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, Mark, it's been great having you here in the state of Utah now for three and a half, four years, whatever it's been now at this point. Have you enjoyed your your time here? Are you getting up on the, the slopes? You get some <laughs> snow skiing in? Are you a water skier, a fisher? What, what oh. have you found that you've loved and enjoyed here in the state? Well, I appreciate that. No, we, we love our family. has just been so welcomed. You know, we've got a, a daughter in high school. We've got a son in middle school, and they just made some just terrific friends and it's just been uh, it's been incredible. You know, we live by the university, and uh, to be in this community has has been everything we we could have hoped for. And yes, we 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 took kids that had, had you know lived in Tucson, L.A., and Tampa, and we showed them the snow for the first time we moved here. Now they they both ski in the Black Diamond stuff, and oh, good. mom and dad can't keep up with them. So they're doing great, and uh, and uh, we just feel very very blessed to be here. I can assure you that. You guys navigating the NIL waters? How, how's the first year gone for that? <laughs> oh, NIL. You guys hadn't asked me about that. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Yeah, no, yeah no big deal. I, Simple I tell thing. You what, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. You know, we, 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 really, we really kind of approach this on two fronts. We want our, our students to maximize, and we really want to make sure that they also get educated in the process. And, you know, Dean Taylor Randall of the business school, now President Randall of the University of Utah, his group and my group, we worked really hard for the last six months leading into to July 1 to, to really create a partnership between the, the business school and the athletic department. And, and really, uh, particularly Lausanne uh, Entrepreneurial Institute, which is one of the best in the country. So our students can get involved in that, learn about you know, brand development, contracts, taxes, all those kind of things. And we've seen a lot of our students go through that process. So we're, we're really um, excited about where we're moving to in, in NIL. And you know, some of the deals we have are just so fun to read. I always get updated every Friday about the new deals coming in. And they're creative, many social media deals, you know, some of your standard advertising, sponsorship-type deals. But uh, it's been fun to, to watch the students get involved in that. We're, I'm sure we'll see more team deals as this thing advances, because, you know, what's funny about all this is it's educating the students, but it's also educating, you know, folks that want to support in the community and how it works, right? I mean, that's a big part of the process, too. So we're going to continue our efforts in that area. But um, nationally, I'd love to see kind of a common law so that we're all under the same rules. But until then, um, I'm glad to see University of Utah students uh, monetizing it in such a way that uh, works for them. Well, Mark, we took you all over the map, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, congratulations on the Rose Bowl, the success within the athletic program, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Great great time. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I appreciate you guys so much. Have a great holiday. You, you too. too.
That's Mark Harlan, Athletic Director of the University of Utah.